Hi everybody, I'm Sess Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Catherine Randabell, the creator of Headbed. This innovative invention helps put an end to pain at the salon sink. Catherine's Headbed is also an incredible safety device, saving hairdressers' customers from potential health risks. She's here with me today to share her entrepreneurial journey and how she's grown Headbed to be a must-have salon product. Hi, Catherine. It's so great to have you joining me here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sis. Looking forward to chatting to you. You are one of our fantastic innovators finalists and you actually came top for your state, which is incredibly awesome. How did it feel to get that honour? Oh, I'm just overwhelmed. It's just so wonderful. And also it's a reflection on all the amazingly supportive and creative hairdressers in the hairdressing industry, people who have backed me up for the invention of the headbed. So I'm very, very excited. Yes. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about the headbed? What what does it do exactly? Right. Well, I'm a naturopath and a remedial masseuse. And uh, quite a few years ago, uh, I realized that my clients were experiencing a lot of discomfort and pain and ended up with headaches and pain and pins and needles down their arms after having been at the hairdresser and having been, you know, in the shampoo basin. So thinking about that problem, I thought... Not what you want from a visit to the salon. (laughs) Not what you want. No, no, it's supposed to be the most, you know, wonderful and and experience. But most hairdressers know that their clients are uncomfortable. So they try and, you know, they're very caring people and they try and sort of support the head with their own hands. They put towels on the basin. And when I did some research in the medical literature, I found that there was actually evidence of serious injury, like strokes even. So with that in mind, I I thought, I know, I I was stunned when I saw in the very prestigious medical journal, The Lancet, uh, five cases of uh, strokes reported in the early 2000s from that extension backwards of the head, which puts tremendous pressure on the neck muscles and the vertebrae of the neck. And of course, the delicate blood vessels and nerves that come out in between the vertebrae of the neck. So I thought, how do we fix that problem? And suddenly it just came to me, says it just, I had this picture in my mind of a golf ball sitting on a tee. And I thought if the whole weight of the human head and a human head can weigh between four and five kilos, it puts about 20 kilos of pressure on the neck when the head is uh, tilted backwards and it's resting against the hard edge of a basin. Wow. I thought if you support the whole weight of the head, then the neck doesn't have to make any effort and it's therefore comfortable and safe. So I went and spoke to some of my hairdresser friends here in Perth and they all went, yes, this is something like that that we need as a neck cushion for the basin because they all know it's usually not the most comfortable, but they didn't realize how kind of dangerous it can be you know, for the person at the basin. So, yeah, a whole year of prototypes and research and trying to get it done. And then a wonderful uh, product design engineer who's a lecturer at uh, UWA here in Perth uh, sort of helped me get the design right. And we got an Australian manufacturer based in Perth who also helped me with the manufacturer of the headbed. And in 2013, we uh, bravely went to the uh, 
Sydney Hair Expo and um, showed the headband to as many people as possible there. And the hairdressers are wonderful, wonderful. Uh, they're excited to, to discover something totally new and innovative in their industry. It's quite amazing that someone uh, like yourself who, you know, you were a business owner and you were in business for yourself as a naturopath, I guess, but to take that leap into entrepreneurism and invent a completely new product. Very scary (laughs) leap. And also, um, you know, wondering whether it would be accepted because ergonomically, I know this, this is almost, this is a safety device that should be accepted. It's like seat belts in a car. Uh, in the beginning, it was hard to get people to accept to wear seat belts in a car. So with the hairdressing industry, it was a real gamble to, to trust that they would see the benefit of having this totally different neck cushion, which had this little head platform in it. And it does change the technique of the shampoo a little bit. So yes, we had to really explain a lot at first. <laughs> yeah, so there was a big education piece involved Indeed. trying to get them to realize the benefits. Exactly. But I think with what we've seen at the uh, being at the Hair Expo and having a basin set up and the headbed on it, as soon as you get a person to sit down and put their head back and try s- straight away, you can see their eyes light up and they go, oh, my gosh, this is so much more comfortable. <laughs> and and that's where you, you really get the, you get the client straight away. Do you have any particular champions in their in their hairdressing industry that were like out there going, "You, you must get this headband; it will change everything." <laughs> oh, well, extremely lucky. I mean, some of the top top hairdressers with the you know most well known high end salons in uh, Sydney, Melbourne. Uh, our great supporter is a lovely lady called Sandy Chong, and she's the president, the CEO of the Australian Hairdressing Council. And she, hairdressers, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she said to us, "You've got to get this out there. Just, you know, in September there's a huge uh, salon in London, and there's a, a really big one in Paris where all the European companies come to. So in 2013, in June, we were in Sydney, you know, just showing the headbed and helping, you know, hairdressers discover it. And then from there, Sandy and Wendy Blair and all the education." Um, so lecturers in hairdressing that we met at the Sydney Hair Expo said, girls, you've just got to do it, go. <laughs> and uh, so bravely, with 10 headbeds in my backpack, off I went to Paris and London and walked around those great big uh, trade shows and met with people and very, very lucky to have met the right people. So we've got a wonderful distributor in, in Paris who takes our headbed to the European sort of market and Dubai and the UAE. And um, in London, we've got um, also David Webb, who used to work with big companies like GHD and L'Oreal. So very, very grateful for having met these people. But here in Australia, yes, great support from the top hairdressers. And you say uh, you're very, very lucky, but, you know, you have to have had a good product in order for them to actually get on board. There's a lot more than luck involved. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, yes. I think... um, Indeed, being so different, um, having a, a neck cushion with this head platform built into it, uh, initially, and until they tried, the hairdressers look at it a bit perplexed and going, oh, how, how is that going to work? And I said, well, sit down at the basin, put your head back and try. And then once they can feel how much relief it is for the neck and the comfort that it brings, 
then they go, yep, we will adapt our shampoo technique a little bit around it. But it's all about the safety of their client and the long-term benefits. So it's also um, a good design. It's a simple, sort of easy-to-use product that just fits on the basin. You just don't have to do anything um, too complicated to it. So as I said, with the help of wonderful product design engineer and testing through, you know, five and about five of the top salons around Perth, we got to a very good design. So that's why I'm so grateful. Yes, it's it's not just luck. (laughs) It's a lot of work that's gone into it. (laughs) How many iterations of of the headbed were there before you finally got the the perfect one, the perfect design? Take a a long process? Yeah, we had about four prototypes because I knew I, I needed that little platform that came out from the neck and cantilevered out into the basin to sit underneath the occipital bone of the head to like like that golf ball and tee sort of picture, if you can put that in your mind. You needed that mm-hmm. little surface area to take all the weight off the head. And so I knew I needed that. And then we had to work out how to adapt it to different models of basins, different depths of basins. Um, so that's why we had a three adapter wedges system. So we could have deep or shallow basins because the whole point was to get the head platform high enough to support the back of the person's head reclining back. So, yes, it was tricky. For the first six months there, we were battling to find the right um, method of having something simple, but that adapted to different models of basins. Let's um, explore your entrepreneur journey a little bit more, because I'm guessing you probably don't think of yourself as a natural entrepreneur. So how scary was it? Barking for an entrepreneur journey, and what were the main challenges you think you found? Well, as I say, my whole career, I've been more in private practice. So you're meeting clients one on one and discussing their their needs, um, and then all of a sudden, having to uh, manufacture a product and then find ways to market it is a totally out of my knowledge and comfort zone. So the learning curve has been so steep it's been vertical says actually (laughs) but um i have been following uh you know wonderful uh, sites like koshi's business builders uh going to the inventors association here in perth a good friend of mine is a wonderful um kathy dalton wonderful lady who um, was lecturing in marketing at tafe here in perth so with all this help um i've sort of uh manage to survive uh, they do say most businesses crash after the first year or two but we are going on to our eighth and ninth year and um, manage to survive which is good so that's mainly due to the, the the french and the british distributor who take the bulk of our of our orders but now we really need to take off in australia and um especially with the covid situation the uh, one of the great benefits of the headbed is because it's made from medical grade silicone it's totally hygienic it can be cleansed it can be sanitized so easily which most other neck cushions are just either foam or other other material which is not easy to to keep clean so all these things i'm learning along the way how to look at a business and entrepreneur um, mind frame 
which is not <laughs> it was not me initially. I was more, you know, the naturopath, the remedial masseurs, the one-on-one person. So the learning curve has been vertical, but I've I'm grateful for the experience. I really am. As um, you mentioned, a few friends like your friend who uh, is the marketing expert. Yep. Uh, mentorship played uh, a large role in your journey? Well, as I say, with Cathy's help and then really listening to experts like um, cautious business builders, and um, that has been crucial. If it hadn't been for that support, I I don't think I would have gotten as far as I have now. So, yes, very, very grateful for mentorship. Uh, anything about this experience that has surprised you along the way? surprised at how much hard work was required to stay to stay in the the game of being the entrepreneur and the and sometimes I, I joke with my friends that if I knew how difficult it was I may not have started this whole process but I was so um what's the word so impressed by the need to fix this this problem of a potential injury for people being being at Shampoo Basins, I thought, well, there's nothing else like what I'm imagining in my mind as a product, so I've got to do it. And um, it, it is when you look back, you think, oh, my goodness, how did, how did we survive all these challenges along the way? But thank goodness, you know, it makes you stronger and more resilient to, to sort of go through all this. And the wonderful feedback from our clients um, – over the past nine years, I think we've probably had to um, refund maybe a handful of clients, you know, really, on because their the basin was not really suitable for the headbed. So the product does work, and that is so heartening for me that I just you know, was prepared to hang in there, and all the wonderful feedback just keeps you going. That, um, you know, you're doing really gangbusters in the UK, but you still feel like you haven't cracked it here at home. What do you think it's going to take for Headbed to take off in Australia? The, the exposure, so trying to find a way to um, reach as many people as possible. Uh, because hairdressers, they, they, of course, they buy their headbed, they, they fit out their salons, uh, but they're not the ones who sort of, pass it on to other people. So the, the onus is back on on me to really try and now reach more and more people in the Australian market to explain that, hey, and if members of the public also knew that there was a device that would make them a lot more comfortable at the shampoo basin, they, they would talk to their hairdressers and say, hey, have you thought about getting a headbed? So it's, I think, both word of mouth, but finding a way to get the general public exposure here that people let people know that such a safety device exists for basins and, and why it's so important to use one so that you know, they can get the neck protection whilst they are um, enjoying their um, salon experience. It should be a very luxurious and comfortable experience. Advice for anyone else that might be thinking about going out and starting a, a business and becoming an entrepreneur? We um, talk to as many people as possible, join associations. Uh, in my case, it was like the Inventors Association. So then you can get to hear who are the really um, competent and good people in the industry that you're trying to get into. Uh, at first, I didn't do that and, and I sort of wasted 
probably four months with um, not really getting the result I wanted until I heard about other people. So it's really talking to people in the industry, of groups and associations. And so you, you get the, the recommendations of the right people to go and, and work with to get your product uh, on the go. So that, that to me was an essential step that I had to learn. I learned a bit the hard way, but you know, eventually it's really worked out. It's been the most challenging journey today. Shifting the mindset from being on one person in private practice upwards to a market and having a product that you have to reach hundreds and thousands of people. For me, it was a real to learn to be, just to be in a commercial setup instead of being in a professional setup. <laughs> but it can be done. <laughs> yeah. Still have time for your naturopath practice? Is that still your, your daily, yes, daily yes, business? my daily business, and I, I do sort of do three quarters naturopath and a, and a quarter headbed because, again, having these wonderful distributors in Paris and London, uh, we have, I have relied on them so much more because they are in the industry, so they, they can network and they can get the headbed product out there. And with COVID happening, that's when I realized I really should be turning back towards Australia and and talking more about the headbed here. And that brought me through to, you know, Koshi's business builders and looking at the here, what's happening. Thank goodness, you know, as I said, a lot of the top salons around Sydney, Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, here in Perth have the headbed, but we need to reach a much wider audience so that even even home hairdressers or even mobile hairdressers know about the headbed and can use the product for their basins. Yeah. Your client, um, Rose, wasn't that her name? I think you told me before yes, we yes. were chatting. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does she feel about being the inspiration for all of this? <laughs> Absolutely tickle pink she was. And, uh, and I'm very, very eternally grateful to Rose because um, – that really pushed me into thinking about a solution to the problem of being at the shampoo basin and protecting the person's neck whilst they're at, at the basin. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. That's what entrepreneurship really is about, finding a solution to people's problems. Indeed. If you can identify a problem and, and come up with a creative solution it may not be easy to put it into practice, but it's certainly very well worth giving it a really good crack because you're doing a service. And that's, that's what I'm so proud about. My headbed is now doing a service on tens of thousands of basins around the, I mean, around the world. It sounds grandiose, but it is a fact that you know, we have a few hairdressers in, in Russia, <laughs> we have in America and Europe, and now I'm really really looking forward to talking to as many people as possible in Australia. Much, Catherine. It's been a pleasure having a chat with you today. Good luck yes. with the headbed in the future. Thank um, you. I'm sure that we're going to see it in salons everywhere around Australia very, very soon. I look forward to that.